Good morning. Today we will discuss increasing hostilities between nations in and around the South China Sea. Revisit the COVID situation in India which continues to register an increasing number of COVID cases and finally discuss Russian military activity at the Ukraine border. Today is Thursday, the 8th of April. I am Arunava and you're listening to the Leaders Brief by Egomonk. After weeks of unheeded requests to remove over 200 Chinese vessels from the Whitsun Reef, the Philippines announced it would send diplomatic protests each day as long as China allows the ships to remain stationed at the disputed area. Manila claims the reef to be a part of its 200-mile exclusive economic zone. Chinese incursion into the South and East China Seas have increased tension in the Asia-Pacific region in the last couple of weeks, and last Tuesday, the Japanese Foreign Ministry announced in a statement that the country's Foreign Minister, Toshimitsu Motegi, had expressed strong concerns about the situation with his Chinese counterpart, Wang Yi, over telephone. Last week, the Philippines sent a light military aircraft to fly over the Whitsun Reef. Meanwhile, the USA, which remains at loggerheads with China over several issues and accuses Beijing of trying to intimidate and provoke other nations by parking its vessels near the reef, deployed aircraft carriers into the East and South China Seas. Around the same time, Chinese aircraft carrier Liaoning passed through the Miyako Strait of Japan's southwestern coast. Separately, the United States has signed an agreement with Taiwan to establish a Coast Guard working group along the Taiwan Strait. The move followed a Chinese legislation that allowed the country's Coast Guard to fire on foreign vessels. China claims almost all the entire sea under its controversial nine-dash line, a policy that has been rejected on several occasions by the international community and has in the past few months increased military activity in the area. Other countries, including Vietnam, Brunei and Malaysia, have competing territorial claims in the 3.5 million square kilometer South China Sea, which sees over $3 trillion in annual trade pass through it. The sea is an important lifeline for the region's fishing industry and lies on massive oil reserves. The present situation in the Whitsun Reef, which Manila claims falls within its 200-mile EEZ, could see the Philippines lose a large part of its territory in a similar fashion to how China had taken control of the Scarborough Shoal in 2012. Moving on to some news about the coronavirus pandemic, India started this week with a record rise in the number of coronavirus infections in the country. Last Monday, India became the second country after the United States to record over 100,000 new cases in a single day. With elections ongoing in four important states in the country, the situation is expected to worsen in coming weeks. The state of Maharashtra, home to the country's financial capital Mumbai, accounted for over half of this number, registering 57,074 new cases overnight. The state capital Mumbai has announced additional lockdown curbs after Maharashtra announced stringent preventive measures last Sunday. Meanwhile, the state's opposition leaders have written to Chief Minister Uddhav Thackeray saying that the new lockdown measures have created unrest among small traders. Among other states in the country, Karnataka, which houses the country's tech capital Bengaluru, is also seeing a rapid increase in coronavirus infections. The country's capital New Delhi has imposed night curfew in light of the increasing COVID numbers. Though this month the country extended its vaccination drive allowing people aged above 45 years to be administered the AstraZeneca shots being locally manufactured by the Serum Institute of India, it faces a challenging task of conducting elections in four major states with a combined population of over 220 million. Ceremonious election rallies and large gatherings at electoral booths threaten a sharp spike in the four states namely Assam, West Bengal, Tamil Nadu and Kerala. India had injected 77 million doses till the beginning of this week, the third highest after the United States and China. However, India's present rate of vaccination is not enough to effectively combat coronavirus spread in the near future. 
With a population of over 1.3 billion people, India's per capita vaccination is much lower compared to several other countries and added pressure on its health infrastructure could be catastrophic for the country which is treading dangerously as it attempts to avoid complete lockdowns. Even before the pandemic started, India's unemployment rate had hit a 40-year high and several small businesses have been crippled by the country's sudden lockdown last year. Moving on to some political development in Eurasia, NATO voiced concern over what it said was a big Russian military buildup near eastern Ukraine last week. Among the allies, the United States of America has asked the Kremlin to explain the provocations, with the State Department saying that the USA is ready to engage in the situation. The movements of Russian military were suggestive of a likely invasion by Moscow on the erstwhile Soviet Republic, and both the European Union and the USA have promised unwavering support to Ukraine's president, Volodymyr Zelensky. With Russia-backed separatists holding parts of the country's eastern Donbas region, the development has come as a new point of conflict between Western powers and Moscow. The United Kingdom, which presently has the G7 countries, have also expressed concern on Russia gathering troops on the Crimean Peninsula that it had annexed in 2014 and on the northern and eastern borders of Ukraine. Russia announced the start of mass military drills, increasing Western concerns about the risk of renewed fighting with Ukraine. Over 4,000 training exercises will be held in military districts across Russia in April, according to Defense Minister Sergei Shoigu. However, the Kremlin continues to deny that Russian military movements posed any threat to Ukraine and it warned it would respond to new Ukrainian sanctions against Russian companies. Ukraine is also under immense pressure due to the Russia-Germany Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline project that could take away millions from Ukraine's economy by avoiding it as a transit route for natural gas. The project has been sanctioned by the USA. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We will be back tomorrow with more happenings from around the world. Tune into Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology, and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com, that is I N S I G H T S dot E G O M O N K dot C O M, to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at the rate egomong.com.